This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 311. Don't respond emotionally to health and fitness slip-ups by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. Some of the authors that I read from include Zen Habits, Nerd Fitness, Ben Greenfield, and a new one coming tomorrow, actually. So definitely come back for that. Now, before we get into it, a big thank you to Talkspace for sponsoring this episode. Talkspace is an online therapy company that makes therapy affordable, confidential, and convenient. And they let you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. For a special offer just for you, come by Talkspace.com slash OHD. That's Talkspace.com slash OHD. Before I get into Nia's post, I must share that I did it. I met my goal of finishing that mammoth of a book, Hamilton. So I'm feeling a little bit proud of myself this morning. Now, speaking of goals, Nia's gonna talk about what happens when you have a goal for yourself, but you slip up in between. So let's get right to that post and start optimizing your life. Don't respond emotionally to health and fitness slip-ups by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. Being consumed with guilt after overindulging and then making extra restrictions with food for the next two days. Feeling like you didn't work hard enough in your workout because you were unable to improve your performance. So you squeeze in an extra workout to quote-unquote make up for it. Feeling discouraged when the scale doesn't budge for a week straight. So you add extra cardio to your weekly routine and make food restrictions. What do all of these scenarios have in common? An emotional response. You've done it. I've done it. Near every person has done it. Responded to a day of less than ideal eating and drinking choices or a lackluster workout with guilt or frustration. Then we make an emotionally fueled response to those events. What's wrong with having an emotional response to such situations, you may be wondering? Well, to be blunt, a lot. Let's explore a real life example of what can happen when a quote-unquote bad food choice or missed workout or stagnant scale weight is treated with an emotional response. The problem with responding emotionally. A trainee made great changes to her eating habits a few weeks ago. She decided it was time to start eating mostly real, minimally processed foods. In order to get even better results, she vowed to not simply eat mostly real foods, she was going to eat nothing but real foods. After all, if eating real food most of the time and enjoying not super healthy foods occasionally and in moderate amounts was good, then eating them exclusively was much better. For the sake of this example, we'll call this eating pattern clean eating. She managed to turn down quote-unquote dirty foods for a few weeks and was proud of her discipline and willpower. But then, she just couldn't take it anymore. She was craving the Girl Scout cookies that had been in the pantry for weeks, so she decided to have a few. After eating a few, she rationalized, well. I screwed up and ate something quote-unquote dirty, so what does it matter if I eat more? And eat more she did. She devoured the whole sleeve of delectable cookie goodness. Immediately, she was stricken with guilt. I was doing so well. How can I make up for this slip-up? Was her response. Her choice for an appropriate course of action was to make tomorrow's workout tougher and longer. And eat less tomorrow too, to compound the damage control efforts. You can hopefully see the problem, but it doesn't stop there. This emotion-based response will soon become habit. Anytime she slips up or doesn't have a good workout, 
her proceeding actions will be determined by emotion, not objectivity. These emotion-based responses accumulate over time and could lead to obsessive eating habits, binge eating, and basically revolving your life around food and the gym. I know because I've experienced it. Revolving your life around food, the gym, and chasing a specific body image causes the ugly side of health and fitness to rear its grotesque head. But this can be prevented if we remove emotion from how we view our eating choices, our workouts, and things like the number on the bathroom scale. Let's replay that scenario, but instead respond objectively with no emotional component. The power of responding objectively. Our trainee decides to start eating mostly real, minimally processed foods. She ruins something good by taking it to an extreme when she vows to eat clean exclusively. After a few weeks, her willpower vanishes and she puts down a whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies. Rather than getting upset, she stops, looks at what happened, and figures out why it occurred. Here's what she discovers. One, she ended up eating a whole sleeve of cookies because she has set a rigid, restrictive rule. Eat nothing but clean foods. She realizes this was silly because there's no way she could follow such a rule long-term. Problem successfully identified. Two, discovering what led to her eating a whole sleeve of cookies, she remedies the issue. Going forward, she's not gonna use the clean slash dirty food labels and will instead choose to eat mostly real, minimally processed foods most of the time and will enjoy her favorite foods like Girl Scout cookies on occasion in moderate amounts, i.e. the diet that has no name. Three, she needn't do an extra or harder workout to punish herself for eating too many cookies. Rather, she's going to move forward making food choices that make her feel great, and she's going to get stronger in the gym. Our trainee objectively observed the scenario, what caused it to happen, and chose a simple solution going forward to prevent it from happening again. No guilt, shame, remorse, or frustration required. Better yet, when she faces another challenge, she'll be equipped to handle it with the same positive attitude. For example, if she hops on the bathroom scale and it reveals a two-pound increase, she won't respond with an emotion-fueled attitude like, what the I gained two pounds. Now I'm going to do an extra workout and eat less today. I must get this off as quickly as possible. Instead, she'll be objective. So I gained two pounds. It makes sense because I've skipped several strength training sessions this month and my eating habits haven't been great. Instead of packing a lunch for work, I'll be getting fast food multiple times per week. I'll start packing my lunch again and keep the kitchen at home stocked with minimally processed foods I enjoy and I'll take a protein-rich snack to work so I have energy to go to the gym after. I'll get back into the habits that make me feel great and I know I'll be moving in the right direction. How you eat, how you work out, and the number on the scale shouldn't have the power to affect your mood for the day. When things don't go as planned or you get off track, don't respond to the situation emotionally. Choose instead to do something that can help you in the short and long term. Be objective. You just listened to the post titled, Don't Respond Emotionally to Health and Fitness Slip-Ups by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. And a big thanks again to my sponsor for today's episode, Talkspace. We all need to take better care of ourselves and our mental health is no exception. That's why today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences and for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You can send your therapist text, audio, or video messages or do a live video chat. 
Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. To match you with your perfect therapist, come by Talkspace.com OHD. As a special offer for our listeners, you can use the coupon code OHD to get $30 off your first month, all while showing support for this podcast. That's the coupon code OHD and Talkspace.com OHD. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. A little while back, I wrote a piece on a very specific diet. The diet happened to be very restrictive. One of my colleagues actually happened to see the article and wrote me a long email in response. My colleague said that the diet actually helped them tremendously and they look at food very differently now. She seemed to argue the point that basically I was wrong, it's not too restrictive, and it helped her. I was actually very glad to hear that the diet helped her. Truly. I'm not lying, I promise. I want folks to do what's best for them. And because this diet helped her, even though I said it was probably too rigid for most, is okay, as long as it helped and did no harm. I'm really okay with that. But I replied to her saying that, I'm so glad this diet's working for you. I just meant to say that for most people, they may find it too rigid. And what ends up happening is exactly like Nia mentioned. If it's too rigid, some people completely go overboard, they end up missing those foods that they used to like so very much. And then, at that moment when willpower is at its lowest, they dive into that box of cookies. Those cookies that they missed so, so very much. So if you are able to follow a rigid diet and it's not doing you any harm, meaning you're not missing any vital nutrients, you're getting enough protein and carbohydrate and healthy fat each day and you're not losing unintended weight, by all means. But I just know from studies and from my own experience that too rigid equals the situation Nia just described. And when we start to feel guilty, then we start going in that downward spiral where we say, what's the point? This never works for me. I don't know why I even bother trying to get healthy. And that's what I don't wanna ever have happen to someone. So Nia's absolutely right. If a lapse does occur, if you start trending down that downward spiral, One way to snap out of it is to be objective. Take a step back. And one of the best ways to jump out of that downward spiral is to take notes. Write down what and how much you eat. Write down when you exercise and what you did. That alone can help you get out of that downward spiral and back on track. All right, that's it for Monday's episode. I hope you have a wonderful start to your week. It's the start of the fall quarter for me, so I've got to run, I got a class to teach. But I'll be back here tomorrow with a brand new site and author for the show. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism, from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com 
That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.